your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Monday, January 10th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherBarkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You could also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark who will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Oh, it feels so good to win. The Florida Panthers, they come off a 4-3 road victory against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, a team that is, points percentage-wise, the best team in the NHL right now. The last time these two teams met, they only hit combined for one loss in 20 games combined with both. Uh, in early November, Florida Panthers at that time took their lunch money and some. But this one was going to be a little different. The Florida Panthers, they come up with a 4-3 win in this one. A game where they're pretty much dominant most of the time, controlling the zone time. But Carolina just kept creeping in and creeping in and eventually found ways to score, eventually found ways to force this to overtime. But the Florida Panthers prevailed. They found a way. They used their speed to even get the game-winning goal at the end. Um, You saw that with Anthony Duclair. You saw that with the two goals with Carnivore Hagee as well. And the Florida Panthers just, they continue to just find ways to to make things happen and to always be in it and to always just use their biggest strength, which is their speed, to keep defenses flat-footed, goalies on their toes, and just finding ways to come up with W's. And coming into this trip, the Florida Panthers were 4-4-4 on the road this this season. And three out of four points on the road. The Panthers now have a 5-4-5 record on the road. That is now over 500. Very encouraging for this Florida Panthers team. They got one, they got a point in Dallas, and of course, going into overtime against Carolina, it's it felt like that the Florida Panthers were playing with house money in a way. They got their point already. And then after going into overtime, they secured that second one. And the best part is getting that securing that second one against a team that the Florida Panthers, based on the last two seasons, have pretty much struggled with again because the the Panthers they they only won twice last year against the Carolina Hurricanes 
And both times against Carolina, the Panthers needed overtime to win both times. They didn't beat of the two wins in, against the Carolina Hurricanes last year. None of them came in regulation. It was the first matchup against Carolina in their eight, and then it was the last matchup. The, the first matchup came with that Jonathan Huberto beautiful spinorama goal to Alex Wenberg in the first one, and then the second one was that no-look goal by Alexander Barkov uh, to, win the, to win the game. Uh, but this time around, the Florida Panthers have already won the season series now against the Carolina Hurricanes. And not only have they won the season series against the Carolina Hurricanes, They've won the season series against Carolina. They've won the season series against Tampa Bay, already having five points to Tampa Bay's two with one matchup left. So if Tampa Bay wins in regulation, uh, the next time these two meet, they still win the season series. They won the season series against Washington, too, another team up there in the Metropolitan Division. They still have one more matchup against a New York Rangers team. They still have one more matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins later this season, who are who just had their 10-game winning streak snapped. They still have to face the Bruins one more time. So the fact that we're over a third of the way to the season and you've already secured season series wins against teams at the top of the Eastern Conference, that just goes to show that how much of a special hockey team that there is playing in this small town in West Central Broward County in a small town called Sunrise, Florida. And Saturday's win against Carolina? Sure. The Florida Panthers are now second in the NHL in points percentage right behind Carolina still. Uh, there's, of course, debates on still whether some fans want the Panthers to win the President's Trophy because nobody had won the President's Trophy since the 2013 Chicago Blackhawks, but the Florida Panthers are still well on their way to to getting the President's Trophy, if that's what they are going for. It doesn't bother me whether they do or not. What matters is winning playoff series. However, with how the Florida Panthers have played on home ice versus the road, I kind of want that home ice if the Florida Panthers were to face off against the Carolina Hurricanes in a possible Eastern Conference final. So this is a possible Eastern Conference final preview. They could meet later down the line with these two being in different divisions. But of course, with the Florida Panthers not winning a single playoff series since 1996, the Florida Panthers, their management, their coaching staff, they're not even thinking conference finals right now. They're thinking of just one game at a time. Florida Panthers will be back at home for a uh, three-game uh, homestand, which now Sam Bennett suspension is over. They uh, Andrew Burnett talked about certain players returning from the COVID list this week. So the Florida Panthers, they've come came out of that COVID shutdown with players in COVID protocol and non not, and players who were injured not in COVID. They had those players back for the most part, with a few body players coming out based on injuries, suspensions, or COVID as well. Now with Patrick Hornquist going on the COVID list, um, Sam Reinhart being there last week, Sam Bennett being suspended. Now Bennett's going to be back. Reinhart and Marchment are hopefully 
coming back for this homestand against the Vancouver Canucks. And the Florida Panthers just been able to just do this mixing and matching consistently. But they continue to have their core together. Markov, the Huberdos, the Ekblads, the Anthony Duclairs as well. He, we can't deny how big, how much of a big factor he is on the team as well. Carter Hagee as well, how much he's factored in. And he's signed until the 2025 offseason as well. So great signing by Bill Zito, bringing him in originally for a two-year, $2 million deal and then finding a way to extend him. Had his RFA rights, and then he's able to just sign on until 2025. So just a beautiful find by Bill Zito. Beautiful find by for him to bring in Anthony Duclair as well. And they've just continued to just carry this Florida Panthers team to hopefully new heights as well as they continue their quest to win a division and then make a deep, deep playoff run for this Florida Panthers team. And it, it it's time South Florida. The Miami Dolphins, as disappointed as I am as a fan of this team, they're eliminated from the playoffs, unfortunately. The baseball is in a lockout right now. So we don't even know if there's going to be a season this year. And th- this isn't me trying to campaign for to take your attention away from the Miami Heat. But if you want to follow both the Florida Panthers and the Miami Heat, be my guest. But I, I want the South Florida fans to start paying attention to this Florida Panthers team. The Florida Panthers, on Saturday night, their big road win, I believe they put the league on notice big time. Because there was... Many people were wondering, along with myself, on how the Florida Panthers were going to carry their home success onto the road. And this recent stretch of road games and this road trip have maybe turned the corner for this Florida Panthers team to really take off and go on a huge run that could possibly help them break the division open. That win on Saturday night is a possible momentum-changing win for this Florida Panthers team. And South Florida, it's time to pay attention. The Florida Panthers, they are here. Florida Panthers have arrived. And the Florida Panthers are a team that is always going to entertain you, night in and night out. They're never going to be out of any game, or most games at least. And they are looking to really put themselves on the map as far as the NHL. And now's the time. So South Florida, it's time to hop on. In the next segment, we're going to continue looking at Saturday night's 4-3 overtime victory against the Carolina Hurricanes as the Florida Panthers are now over 500 on the road this season. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers. Your first listen of the day. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which may be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? 
Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and it's good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavor, so check out Built.com to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast is the Florida Panthers are coming off a 43 overtime victory Saturday night against the Carolina Hurricanes, which now put the NHL on notice for this Florida Panthers team. So the lines look like this. Verhage, Barkoff, Mammon, John Huberto, Anton Lundell, Anthony Duclair, Frank Petrano, Joe Thornton, Owen Tippett, Ryan Lomberg, Etulisterinen, and Alexi Heponiemi, who was inserted into the lineup for Patrick Hornquist, who is now placed in the COVID list. Defensive pairings. Mackenzie Weger, Aaron Ekblad, Gus Forsling, Radko Gudas, and Lucas Carlson, along with Brandon Montour. And coming into this game, one thing that was talked about of the difference between these two teams, between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers, the, the Carolina Hurricanes, first of all, went into this game with their third goaltender, Alex Lyon. He was uh, starting for uh, the injured Antti Ranta, who had an upper body injury coming into this game. And Freddie Anderson started the first game of a back-to-back um, against the Calgary Flames um, on Friday night. So he wasn't going to be starting on Saturday. And one thing that was talked about for the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers is that the Florida Panthers are number one in the NHL in rush chances versus the Carolina Hurricanes, who are 22nd defensively in giving up rush chances. And after the first period alone, those rush chances were 5 nothing in favor of the Florida Panthers. and. The first goal wasn't a rush chance for the Florida Panthers, but hey, 65 seconds into the game, beautiful zone entry from Anthony Duclair, excuse me, uh, Gus Forzing uh, started it, and then dishes it to Anthony Duclair and then get, just gets it right onto Jonathan Huberto's stick, a wrister from the slot, gets it past Lyon, and the Florida Panthers are up, up 1-0. Jonathan Huberto's 13th of the year, and the Florida Panthers get the, this one early. The Lord, the Carolina Hurricanes get a power play goal on their first shot of the game. It's a, it was a little frustrating. Just three minutes and thirty seconds into the into the game, they they on their first shot of the game, they get one on the power play. But after after this one, after that power play goal by Carolina, the Florida Panthers didn't give up a single power play goal the rest of the way. And there was a, a power play later in the game that. They didn't allow a shot on goal. And the Florida Panthers also, when they went on their two power plays, they didn't give up any shorty chances to the opposition while the Florida Panthers had a few shorty chances on 
the Carolina Hurricanes. So there's outside of that one, special teams for the Florida Panthers, they locked it down when they needed to. So so big credit to this uh, Florida Panthers uh, team. And rush chances. We talked about rush chances earlier. Carver Hagee, a two-on-one opportunity. Uh, started with Barkoff in the neutral zone, and then he gets it in on, on, on a rush. And Carver Hagee, beautiful find for Bill Zito. Not only gets uh, this one uh, to go up 2-1, but he gets another one with 35 seconds into, 35 seconds into the second period. Uh, Verhage causes a turnover, and the Carolina Hurricanes were caught in a change, and Carter Verhage was just able to use his speed to come up with the score. Um, the Panthers, with... Patrick Hornquist on the COVID list, Sam Reinhart on the COVID list, Sam Bennett being suspended. We saw Owen Tippett on the top power play unit. And even though Owen Tippett has struggled this season, I, I liked seeing him on the top power play unit as an opportunity to hopefully get gain some confidence uh, for himself. And that I, I saw that very early on in the in the power play as well, in the later on in the game. But that that's one thing that I noticed. Uh, didn't come up with any type of score, but I saw him on that on that top unit, thinking, hmm, maybe he'll get an opportunity even when some of the guys come back, or maybe he'll be shifted down to the second power play unit. So, like I said, chances that the the Carolina Hurricanes gave up on the band advantage as well. Uh, Ekblad got one in the in the second period as well. Uh, the the difference has been is. Carolina getting back while in transition while the Florida Panthers have been able to get back and not even allow shots on goal uh, for the opposition. That's what really been the the difference in that game based on speed. The Florida Panthers pretty much outsped the the Carolina Hurricanes and, but the, the Canes just kept attacking. They kept they kept it close when they when when they needed to. Just as the second period was ending, uh, Brady Shea shortly after winning a faceoff, um, and it was a rare faceoff win for the Carolina Hurricanes. And then he he find, he Brady Shea finds a way to get it past Bobrovsky, uh, three to two, and the four fourteen mark of the second period. And it's still this game was nowhere near over and. I do want to give an honorary mention to the fourth line as well. Without Patrick Hornquist uh, going into the COVID list, they had a great homestand right before this road trip. Alexi Hepaniemi, he hopped into that fourth line, and it's like this fourth line didn't miss a beat. Andrew Burdett, after the game, was asked about Alexi Hepaniemi being inserted into the fourth line coming into this game. Andrew Burnett talked about how he loves his hockey IQ. He talks about how he's been following Alexi Hepaniemi since his day in the WHL and how he's always been a very mature hockey player. Uh, and the Florida Panthers, the most frustrating thing about the Carolina Hurricanes getting this game tied at three, just 145 into the third period, was between the Brady Shea goal and Seth Jarvis's goal on the rush, they didn't allow a single shot on goal in between those. And you give up a goal as they break that that drought of getting a shot on goal. And 
it's just like, okay, here we go. Now there's uh, 18, about 18 minutes left in this third period. You're on the road. You, the Florida Panthers just set a franchise record in that second period with 16 straight periods with a goal, which ended in the third period. It, 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 I didn't realize that until really this morning when I was looking over, back over my notes because that was just a thrilling game. The Florida Panthers come up with that win and just like, wait, they didn't score at all in the third period. So that streak of scoring a goal in a period ended on in that third period. So what a run this Florida Panthers team is on. And the Florida Panthers also kept attacking as well in the third period. There was a beautiful setup by Anthony Duclair uh, to Jonathan Huberto right on the doorstep. and. The Florida Panthers, the face-off circle as well. The, the face-off circle has been great on Saturday night with Alexander Barkov winning 70, over 70% of face-offs, looking up the exact numbers right now. Uh, he won 72% of the face-offs, the majority of them, uh, on Saturday night. And the Florida Panthers, even though the face-offs aren't the end-all, be-all, uh, but they they found a way to continuously possess the puck as well, uh, go on rushes when they needed to, and even though they gave up that rush to Seth Jarvis, they've they've definitely uh, put Alex Lyon in a very uh, uncomfortable position as well. The the Panthers did have an opportunity to get another power play goal. However, there was an offensive zone uh, penalty on the power play by Frank Petrano, and uh, the Panthers continued to have a few shorty chances, uh, two-on-one. Uh, Huberto and Etulus Sterinen, uh had an opportunity, and then Andrei Shrefnikov um, prevented a situation for the, the Panthers to get a shot on goal on that shorty opportunity, but the Florida Panthers, they... Like I said in the first segment, they went into that overtime period tied at three, already guaranteeing a 500 road trip, playing with house money on the road and looking to get that extra point, and they did. How Jonathan Huberto was able to connect that pass to Anthony Duclair on three-on-three overtime and Anthony Duclair able to get the puck on his stick, handle it, and then shoot it past Alex Lyon to get the game-winning goal, incredible. Uh, at the 253 mark of overtime Florida Panther comes with comes up with a big 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 road win uh to get them over 500 now on the road and it's a turning possible turning point in the season for this team on the road who has who was looking to create that confidence from home to bring it out on the road. And this is a possible momentum changing. And I know momentum can change from game to game, but that was a staple, a statement win, a put a league on notice type of win for this Florida Panthers team as they went into Carolina, got this 4-3 to victory. Of course, sure. The Carolina Hurricanes got a point in this one, so as far as the gap between points percentage for these two teams, also, let let points percentage be your friend. 
uh, this year with all the COVID uh, cancellations and postponements. Let points percentage be your friend. So the points percentage between the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes, it didn't, it, they didn't cut the gap that much. But still, you're still creeping in. You still have one game left to play against this Carolina Hurricanes team, which was one of the postponed games during the Florida Panthers uh, COVID shutdown. Uh, in late December, so that will probably be played in February during the supposed Olympic break. But you're creeping up on this team for an opportunity to be the best team in the Eastern Conference, get home ice advantage throughout all of the Eastern Conference playoffs and possibly the whole NHL. And the Florida Panthers, they haven't slowed down. They, of course, went on a few losing streaks here and there, but this this team fully healthy and they aren't. They really aren't fully fully healthy. They're for the most part, but no Bennett, no Reinhardt, no Mason Marchment right now, and the Florida Panthers continue to win. They do have a majority of their core intact, but the Florida Panthers, they th- this was a a big win for for this team. I, I I can't begin to tell you how how much how important this W is for this this Cats team. And now they have a three-game homestand uh, starting on Tuesday against Vancouver and then a back-to-back against the Dallas Stars and the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Panthers. But in the next segment, we're going to talk about an on-this-day in Florida Panthers history. What happened on this day in Florida Panthers history on January 10th, 2016? So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers. Your first listen of the day. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which may be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat dashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and it's good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavor, so check out Built.com to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Third and final segment of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast is the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-3 road victory over the Carolina Hurricanes, where now the Florida Panthers will be returning home on a three-game homestand against the Vancouver Canucks, Dallas Stars, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, 
And on this day in Florida Panthers history, what happened on this day in January of 2016? January 10th, 2016. The Florida Panthers, West Coast trip. They go on a road trip out west, and they get a 2-1 to victory over the Edmonton Oilers, led by Jonathan Huberto and Yarmir Yager and Al Montoya. Al Montoya gets the win for the Florida Panthers in this one. What happened in this win? In this win? This win for the Florida Panthers got their 12th straight game in a row. And the Florida Panthers, this is where they started to break away in the Atlantic Division, creating their momentum for the rest of the season to win the Atlantic Division title. Or as they said it at the time, the Catlantic Division title. Chances are when the, if the Florida Panthers win the division again, we'll be going back to saying Catlantic Division. But the Florida Panthers, they win the division that year, um, that 12-game winning streak along with that west coast trip had a lot to do with that that stretch of helping the panthers becoming division champions and the florida panthers win the division they make the playoffs twice in a four-year stretch um something that was very uncommon for the florida panthers as they went more than 12 years of not making the playoffs and the florida panthers Unfortunately, happened to be a first-round exit against the New York Islanders, losing in six. That infamous Trocek was tripped game in Game Six over at the Barclays Center on the road in New York. But that was a that was a that was a stretch for the Florida Panthers, where really you saw a lot of growth based on the young talent at the time. Because Jonathan Huberto was still only five years in the league, Aaron Ekblad was two years in the league, Barkov was three three years in the league. So. The mentorship of a Yarmi Yager, a Brian Campbell as well, uh, a Roberto Luongo who was back with the Florida Panthers as well, that th- those veteran leaders have helped even those young Panthers even then, they helped them to what they are today. And that 12-game winning streak by the Florida Panthers really has helped this team franchise-wise in, in the long term. And even now, with Joe Thornton in the mix, Patrick Hornquist in the mix, the younger guys, especially the players on the fourth line, uh, they're, they're going to help them develop into even better players. The mentorship that Joe Thornton and Patrick Hornquist are doing with Etulis Thorenen, Ryan Lomberg, Anton Lindell, those guys, their impact is going to help them in the long term. And even when those guys are gone, we could see those players take take their play up to a new level. and. That's what happened with that 12-game winning streak at the time for the Florida Panthers. It really helped them take their game to a, a new level. And now you have two, two, three of your best players in your franchise currently with the Florida Panthers um, still on the team from that stretch. Just six years later for this Florida Panthers team. It, it's crazy how they, that was all just six years ago. And the, this Florida Panthers team, they're a lot... We're going to be talking later down the line about the Florida Panthers uh, securing a win to win their 11th home straight home game uh, to start the season. We'll be talking about that years from now and these stepping stones that help the Florida Panthers get to where they want to be. And the Florida Panthers are starting to head onto the ice as I'm recording this at 9.56 a.m. right before the Florida Panthers start practice at the Panthers Ice Den in Coral Springs. 
the beat writers are reporting that Sam Reinhart is back on the ice for the Florida Panthers and now he is off the COVID list. So Sam Reinhart is looking to be back for the Florida Panthers as they will be facing off against the Vancouver Canucks on Tuesday night. And we will talk more about the Vancouver Canucks and the matchup between the Florida Panthers and the team from British Columbia on Tuesday's episode of Locked On Panthers. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things gambling. Locked On Bets. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's freely available on all platforms, so subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez. Signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.